People that love you will want you to fail, but not intentionally. Hey guys, welcome back to the Be Better Mindset Podcast, where we talk about the importance of improving life across every variable. We talk about topics like self-improvement, health, and so many strategies to manage the many stresses we have in life. If you are interested in pursuing happiness, bettering yourself daily, and reaching your full potential, this podcast is for you. Remember, you are great, but you can always be better. Hey guys, welcome back to the Be Better Mindset Podcast. I am your host, Royce, and today it's just going to be me. I know I haven't been on for a little bit. We've been shooting a lot of YouTube content for one of our companies it's nevada fitness so look that up there's some awesome content on there everything about health weight loss mindset a little bit of the updates of uh my workouts recently as well and um it's perfect segue because what we're going to talk about is the five things that i learned from doing murph a hundred days in a row and uh I wanted to try to create five that's that's uh, some, something that not a lot of people will hear. You know, I think a lot of times when we do our top three, top five, anytime we do these massive challenges, we'll kind of get the same thing. You know, hard work pays off, um, being comfortable under discomfort, all of those things are going to be for sure things that I've learned. However, there are some cool ones that... Um, I didn't expect and I wanted to share that with you guys and and hopefully can relate to the moments in your life and see if you can adopt it and model it and maybe it can work for you. So um, with that said, let's get after it. Oh, sorry. Prior to that, guys, if you haven't yet subscribed or commented, go ahead and do that. It does impact our channel a ton and it allows us to reach even more and more people, which is what we're really trying to do, is trying to change the world a little bit. So if you guys can greatly just comment, put a little five-star rating on that, that would be amazing. So so let's get after it. I want to talk about first the number one. The number one thing, well, it's not in this particular order, but one of the five is if you just focus literally on one rep at a time over and over and over again, you will finish Murph. And it's something that um, that I've started to adopt, especially on the days where I'm just like, man, I'm beat up. I didn't get a whole lot of sleep. I did an extra workout that I probably should have never done. And then the next day, you just can't move. What's allowed me to continue this journey is just like, I just got to do one. And then that one turns into two and it becomes a game. And I start to go, you know what? If I do two, I think I can do four. And the next thing you know, you're halfway done or you're almost there and you just start to finish it through. And here's how this relates to life. A lot of times we have this mammoth level type goals and it's very daunting. However, if you break them down in super, super small pieces like geez, like I'm just going to eat this little part of the mammoth. I'm just going to eat this part. And then you eventually just start to notice that you're making serious progress. And that progress is actually the, the geez, that's the chemical, it's the ingredient that you need for you to continue to go. 
And a lot of times we go into these goals and there's not a whole lot of fuel. And that fuel is like motivation and drive. But you can create motivation and drive when you successfully just do one part of it. Okay, it doesn't even have to be in the workouts. It can be in your finances, you know, like I'm just going to go ahead and see if I can save money here or I'm going to cancel one subscription. Just do one thing over and over and over again for the next X amount of days and you will start to see the, the results and you will continue to stay focused to a point where what you're actually seeing is something you would never have imagined. So just focus literally on one rep over and over again, and you will finish Murph. And it's definitely a life lesson. So number two, there are going to be parts in that workout where it's easy, and there are going to be parts in that workout that are hard. And here's also the side, the additional thing that we're going to add on to this. And if you do it long enough, it will switch on you. So the stuff that was easy becomes hard, and the stuff that becomes hard becomes easy. And um, how this relates particularly in my life is in business. You know, a lot of times what's easy for me is the coaching component. You know, coaching my um, clients is was the easiest component for the longest times because I've been doing it for so long. And then... And then I switched I, and, I, and I started to get better at working on the business side of things, you know, becoming an expert on understanding the finances, how to budget appropriately, becoming a real CEO, a CFO, all of the, the hats that's required to be an, an entrepreneur. And then I forgot how to coach and not so much my, 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 my athletes, but coach my own coaches. You know, that became a struggle for me. How can I connect with them? in a way that I can fulfill and make sure that they're not only happy employees, but also successful employees. Like how can I transfer that energy, that knowledge, that value, and that that I struggled with for a moment. So any part of your life, when you start to focus on things that you really, really want to get good at, it is absolutely possible that you're going to suck at other things for a little bit too. And it's okay, right? I think uh, I think that's just natural because the moment you push your focus away, you'll be focused on another thing. Like when you're looking at something straight ahead, everything around it is blurry and you're going to miss some spots. And that's a symptom of being focused. So if you are doing that, don't be discouraged. You're just driven and just understand going into a journey that requires a high level of focus that you know how to pull it back and making make sure you have the tools and values that's going to allow you to improve that skill that you're currently weak in. And guess how to do it? You just got to do it one rep at a time. It's literally the same way. And then you just rinse and repeat and you do it over and over and over again and, until you become a monster. So... There are going to be parts that are easy. There are going to be parts that are hard. And then when you do it long enough, it'll switch on you. In terms of Murph, the run part was actually one of the most difficult parts initially starting the journey. Because I don't run a whole lot. I do a lot of CrossFit things, you know, weightlifting, pull-ups. And the moment you told me to do two miles every single day, I struggled a little bit. But by the time it was Murph 25 to 50, I actually looked forward for the run. The run was the easiest component. My, my, my body started to acclimate what stride I should be using, how to breathe. And I got into this 
meditative state because I didn't really have to think of anything, right? And then the stuff that got really difficult was the push-ups. Push-ups are typically easy for me, but the amount of volume over the course of 100 days or 50 days, your chest starts to uh, tell you it hates you, right? And and actually, over time, it adapts in a certain way where it can handle that type of volume. But for a pocket of like 10 days, I felt like my my chest was going to pop out or rip out. And... um, of course, I was careful and I have Corey to support me, so I'm able to recover amazing. So so that's that's like that's how it affected on that's like one lesson in fitness that I've started to realize. And I'm sure it's gonna flip-flop again as I continue to do the MRFs because um, now we're implementing triple MRFs and double MRFs and just trying to see how the body adapts and, and what really is possible. And what things I need to little really learn on the recovery side of things and how long it will take so I can manage my life around it. So we're learning all of those things, which is super amazing. And then number three, people that love you will want you to fail, but not intentionally. And something that I started to realize because of the conversations that I was having, and it not, it's not because they want you to fail. They, in, they inevitably want you to feel okay and be okay. And um, they'll say things like, hey, why won't you just take the vest off? Why won't you just take a day off like your shoulders are hurting? And, you know, they're innately wanting you to just feel okay and just like okay arise. It's not a real word. Failure. And, um, you know, a, a lot of times I just, I, I'm just kind and be like, no, I'm good. I think I'm good. Yeah. You know, I'll just, I'll, I'll continue to do it. I just got to make sure I'm, I'm recovering better. I'm sleeping better. I'm eating, drinking enough water, drinking, eating enough protein, all of those things. And, um, and, and how it relates to life is anytime you're doing something hard, whether you're starting your own business, you know, um, really trying to make a relationship work. There's going to be some serious adversities that are adversities that for for some of your closest friends and family, they will look at it and be like, man, it's not worth it to go through that. I would just say you should just cut it, right? But I'm going to tell you, you should lean into it and learn from it and see what the message is. Now, if I was to just stop because my shoulders and chest was hurting, I would have never experienced what I'm experiencing right now. And um, my body has completely changed. My mindset has completely changed. But all the little things that I needed to do, I just needed to double up on my recovery, right? And um, I needed to take in more protein, quadruple the amount of water that I was drinking. And um, I had to see Corey more frequently. I think there was, there was a week where I was seeing him twice a week because it was really, really um, bad. And it wasn't like torn. It was just, it was so knotted up that it just needed release so it can actually recover to the next day. And over time, it actually got better. And then now the push-ups are actually not the issue anymore. It's, it's just the pull-ups now, and it just keeps changing. So it's super um, interesting in, in, in how the body works and adapts in so many different ways. So that is number three. People that love you will want you to fail, but not intentionally. And they won't do it in an intentional way. It's it, They'll do it in a subtle way where they want you to be okay and not not get to that failure stage or hurt yourself, which is super cool. And I love them for it. However, there are times to listen to them and there are times to see what you're capable of. 
So number four is people will think you're crazy. And actually, that's okay. You know, I, I've actually ad- adopted that mentality. Like, like, dude, are you crazy? And I was like, I, I think so, right? I normalized it, right? Normal people won't, won't really create the change that the world needs. It requires somebody that's a little bit maniacal, someone's a little bit crazy, someone that will willing to do things that's never been done before. And uh, I use fitness to do that. And when I do it in my level of fitness, I do it in my level of my business. And I tend to do things that are more uncomfortable. And it requires a little bit of crazy because it's not comfortable, right? We were talking about that. It's not comfortable. You got to be a little bit crazy to do this. And um, we also can't have a billion crazy people in the world. The world wouldn't work well. My wife is not crazy. She's amazing, but she's she she keeps me grounded like in in moments where i do too much i st- i i constantly work she's like hey you need to see your family you need to slow down you need to rest you need to do something for yourself cuz you're constantly working right she brings the craziness component out for me and brings it back back and just normalizes it and but she 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 allows me to to express those those crazy moments as well through my fitness and my overwork so just be okay with crazy. Nothing wrong is, no, there's nothing wrong with being crazy, being weird. It's what literally makes you wonderful. So you might as well just do it, right? And as long as it's not hurting anybody else, right? So that is number four. People will think you're crazy and that's okay. Just it is what it is, right? The last one was something I actually journaled and I don't share my journals too often but every night i do some journaling and uh i'm actually at day 104 right now um but i just finished 100 i wanted to shoot a podcast never got to it but we are doing like on to celebrate 100 we're doing three murphs every day for seven days and i'm on day five and um I'll have to shoot another podcast on that because there's so many nuggets to be learned the moment you start to amplify your volume like that. Um, but prior to the number, the, the triples for seven days, guys, I did I did seven days worth of doubles and just to see, and hopefully we're going to continue to increase it about every 30 to 90 days so I can see if it's possible to do 10, 10 MRFs a day for 10 days. So that's 100 MRFs in 10 days. And I, I don't really even know if that's possible. And in fact, it kind of freaks me out. And it, this is kind of why I started to write it out in my journal. And um, just experiencing that because I had on day two, I broke out in a fever. For some reason, day two, when I start to in- increase the volume, I break into these like two to three hour fevers. And then I'm really messed up the third day where you're just like, I don't know if I can do this. And then the next day, I'm a superhuman being. I can do all of it. I feel like I can do four right now, right? And um, it started to dawn on me that nightmares and dreams coexist together. And what I mean by that is I was I was writing it on my on my journal. Nightmares and dreams are like your old grandparents. Like they've been together since they were high school They've had their ups and downs. They know their each other's strengths and weaknesses, what makes them happy, what makes them sad. But at at 90 years old, they're still dancing like they love each other, right? And 
that's what nightmares and dreams are for me now. It was a huge aha moment. Every time I'm so frightened of it, on the other side of it is my dream. And then anytime my dream is too small, I don't have a nightmare. But if my dream is large and there's a lot of things that can potentially happen, nightmares exist. And that's what I wanted to kind of wrap wrap this lesson around. Like, if you are not having fear, if you are not having dreams, maybe maybe it's not big enough. Or maybe you if you are having like nightmares, like what's the dream component side to it, right? Or if you're having dreams about whatever goal or journey that you're trying to do, what's the nightmare component? What are you so afraid to lose? Because what drives that desire is also what drives you away from fear. And they both need to coexist for it to be powerful. And instead of denying one of them, I would offer and consider that maybe they're the couple that's been together for since high school and they're just dancing together. They have their ups and downs. You start to when you start to actually define it this way, you become okay with it. And one of the like my it's Les Brown, one of my favorite quotes from him. It actually gets me out of my day, especially the days where I kind of want to sleep in. Is it, it uh, what he said was get out of your head and then step into your dream, right? And I always use that on the moments where I feel like procrastinating or not doing anything or not doing another Murph. I'm like, just get out of your head and just step into your dreams. And get out of your head just really means the nightmare component. But they both coexist. And, and I've, I've blended those two together to kind of make sense for my head. But guys, dreams and nightmares, they're couples. They're besties, right? So um, acknowledge them. Be okay with it. And it's what makes this really, really exciting. So just to recap, or recap, there's my Filipino accent. Recap the top five, five things that, I, that I've learned from doing 100 Murphs. Just focus literally on one rep over and over, and eventually you'll finish Murph. Number two, there are going to be parts that are easy and hard. And at some point of that journey, it's actually going to switch up on you. Number three, people that love you want you to fail, but not intentionally. And number four, people will think you're crazy, and that's all right. And then nightmares and dreams coexist together. So just accepting that is such a huge thing. So guys, if you guys like this content, uh, I'm going to try to be a little bit more frequent on this. We've been really mastering the YouTube side of things. But if you like it, make sure to share, subscribe. I'll see you guys later. Be better. Peace.